Welcome to the Fullerton Free Podcast. The purpose of this conversation is to create a space for us to reflect and dialogue about this Sunday's sermon and discuss practical ways to live out what we learn together on Sunday. Each week will be led by our hosts, Cassie and Blake Valentin, where they'll be joined by different members of our church staff and family. The conversation that you're about to listen to is just the beginning. Our hope and prayer is that you take what's begun here and continue the conversation with your life groups, adult fellowships, families, friends, or whoever you may interact with throughout the week. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Fullerton Free Podcast. My name is Cassie, joined with my husband, Blake, here. We are super excited about today because we have two very special guests. They are both on staff here at Fullerton Free, and they oversee our high school ministry, which is pretty awesome. But I'd love to get to know them a little bit more. So we have Stephanie Tanquery and Jordan Swaggart. Am I saying that right? Close. Close? Swaggart. Swaggart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Swaggart. <laughs> Swaggart. It's their unique names. The spelling will be online. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Stephanie, tell us a little bit about how you came to Fullerton Free and what you do here on staff. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Sure. You're welcome. Um, I came to Fullerton Free as a core group leader um, my junior year at college uh, at Biola. And then a few years later, I hopped on staff and I've been on staff for the past three and a half years now. And it's been awesome. So overseeing the high school ministry right now. Shepherd of High School Ministry. Mm. Nice. Shepherd of High School Ministry. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Uh, yeah. So I am Jordan. Um, swaggity swag. <laughs> <laughs> I I, sometimes I don't know how to say my last name, honestly. Okay, good. Um, I relate to that I a feel lot. the yeah. same. <laughs> yeah. How do you say Tank your last word? name? I feel like the more I sound it out, the less it sounds like how I actually say it. Valentin. Yeah, I okay. say it like That's that. Exactly Valentin. Okay. But I think, yeah. Anyways, enough about my name. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, so I came to EV Free like seven years ago, freshman year at, at Biola. Mm-hmm. And uh, I then had an internship in college, um, not through EV Free, but up in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And I decided, hey, I, I'm kind of interested in ministry. And my friend Clayton Moeller, who's been going here for mm-hmm. a long time, was like, hey, there is a position in junior high ministry. You should check it out. And I applied and I got it. So I've been on staff for like three years, nice. junior high for two years and uh, high school for one year. And I've loved it. That's awesome. Yeah, That's so fun. Uh, just a fun little question. What do you both love most about high school students? What's something that just gives you life when it comes to them? Mm, that's a good question. Um, Don't think too hard. And <laughs> I'm sure they're really so pulling for stress. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love the moments with high schoolers where it feels like the walls kind of fall mm-hmm. down of trying to feel like they're cool or um, people are expecting anything from them and they're just like so silly and mm-hmm. real is really fun. And of course, there's a bunch of other things, but I think high schoolers are awesome. And when people say to me, oh, you work with high schoolers, That's, that must be so hard or God bless you. I just feel like, what? They're amazing. Like high schoolers are the best. So yeah, I really love That's them. That's cool. It's awesome. I think for me, I love seeing high school leaders step up. Mm. Um, and I've seen that a couple of times this year with the junior class. A couple of the guys have started their own Bible study. There's like wow. literally cool. no leader. They meet every week. Um, there's a prayer group that these guys have been going to at 7 a.m. every Thursday for the last year. And so to see these guys step up in leadership roles when, uh, like you said, the world doesn't really expect them to do that, that's that's encouraging for me. Mm -hmm. And I like it. It's really cool. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So fun. They keep you on your toes too. We're always yes. surprised. Isn't that right? <laughs> oh yeah. So many stories. Oh, that's, that's great. So fun. Well, this week we uh, had a sermon by Darren on Second uh, Th- Thessalonians chapter 3, and that was verse 1 through 5. And I think we should read it in just a second. Uh, but something that uh, Darren noted that I think is worth re-noting um, is that this sermon was planned way ahead of whatever's happening mm-hmm. with the coronavirus. And I think it's really cool how God has aligned this even this verse or these five verses with mm-hmm. what's happening. So totally. um, raise your hand if you want to read it. <laughs> I will read it for there us, you, you guys. All right, hand. five verses. Here we go. All right, Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men. For not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord about you, that you are doing and will do the things that we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. So those are our first kind of five verses of chapter three. And we'd love just to open the conversation. Any thoughts, uh, Stephanie and Jordan, about those five verses? Anything that really stuck out to you? You want to go first? You want me to? All yours. All right. Yeah, I think um, when I was listening to the sermon, the thing that stuck out the most is probably the emphasis on prayer. Mm -hmm. And looking at my life the last year, prayer has been a really big emphasis and God's really been teaching me um, the value of prayer and and just how important it is to pray both individually and in a, in a corporate sense. And so um, when I see that that Paul was asking for prayer, I'm I think initially like super encouraged by that. And um, it it's a pretty humble thing for the Apostle Paul to say, "Hey, would you pray for me?" Yeah. Like that, like that's just right yeah. there. Like initially, like that is really really cool. Um, and then for him to not, like he was being abused and um, even in our Second Corinthians series, as I'm, I'm studying for high school, that's what we're, we're teaching through, um, they, the, the Corinthian church thought that Paul was two-faced and they were totally mm-hmm. accusing him of lying and deceiving them. And Paul was like, no, like my ministry is for you guys and for your sanctification. And um, for him to not talk directly about his issues and say, Hey, no, we want the word of the Lord to speed ahead. That, that right there initially for me is really encouraging. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Well, for me, I love that you even reiterated Blake, just that God is faithful in planning all this out so long ago, knowing that this would be the first week it was being live streamed and what was going on. And, Mm. um, and thinking about faithfulness, it's like, it's so easy to remember that God is faithful when things are easy. And Paul was writing to the church, reminding them, mm. hey, God is faithful. This is a reminder. And it's almost like we need to be reminded that God is faithful when things are difficult. And I really love that God's faithfulness to us is something that roots us. And um, in verse 3, it talks about how the Lord is faithful and God will guard us from the evil one. And I just feel like in moments like now what's going on or whatever is happening, 
It's the moments that we forget that God is faithful, that Mm -hmm. so much fear kicks in. And it's the moments that I forget that God is faithful in my life, that other things can ramble through my mind and this and that. And a while back ago, maybe, I don't know, a few months ago, something had happened that I had been praying for. And it was like a huge prayer request that was answered. And I drove home and I was like, this is crazy. God is so faithful. God is so good. And then the next day I'm telling my friend about what had happened. And she said some comment that wasn't even related. And it made me think, wait, was that just a coincidence? Maybe that wasn't actually God's faithfulness. And it was like the spiral that sent me into, wow, maybe that was just a coincidence. Maybe I'm silly for thinking that was God's faithfulness. And it was like in that moment while I was spiraling, it's like, of course that's Satan's scheme to get us off track to distract us like God's faithfulness is true and foundation and Satan's like, anytime you think God is faithful and you're not feeling fear, I'm going to try to distract you from that. So Mm -hmm. I like that reminder right now. Totally. What I was thinking about even in this sermon was uh, when we talk about God's faithfulness and we we've all kind of brought it up. What are we talking about specifically? Uh, You kind of touched on it a little bit, especially in the good times. I think we can point it out like, Oh, God's being faithful. He, maybe gave me what I was praying for. Maybe it's not even a selfish request, but something that we're really praying over. But what does it mean when we talk about God's faithfulness? Mm. Thoughts? While you think, I do want to note to any listeners that we are uh, separating ourselves. (laughs) I think we want to make sure that people know that we're taking this seriously. So we're all six feet apart and being very careful in washing things. So anyways, I just got that note that I should probably point that out. <laughs> yes. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys can go ahead and. Yeah, I think God's faithfulness is is the point that um, He holds true to what He promises, and um, that mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to go super well in our lives. You know, we uh, we're still going to have trials. We're still going to have pain, um, but but He He promises that He's sovereign and that He's over everything. That He's King over the over the world. And I think that's where we can take, um, that's where we can have our confidence is, mm-hmm. isn't that fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when we look back, we can see God's faithfulness and see the ways he's been faithful in our lives in others' lives, even reading through the Bible over and over. But then when we look forward, we can expect and know that God will continue to be faithful. So, but cool. we know it, but we get so forgetful for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, when we're when we're in the seasons of of pain and confusion and chaos, kind of like we are right now, you know, as yeah. a as a world, I guess, um, it feels kind of like a foggy state, and it's hard mm-hmm. to see his faithfulness. But once that fog clears, it's much easier to look back and realize, oh, you know, God was sanctifying me in this season, you know, for a unique purpose, and that's when we can start to empathize with right. other people and. And uh, I think we can have more power in our ministry because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even off of what you're saying there is I th- part of God's faithful- faithfulness is nothing to do with us sometimes. It's more his grand vision right. and what we can mm-hmm. do for his mission. Um, that brings me to another question. Uh, how in high school ministry do you guys feel like with everything happening in the world, how can we... Uh, take advantage of this time in a good way and really show uh, God's faithfulness and show the world that, you know, we are active and we're, we're a loving community. 
I think uh, one of the the ways we can do that is by staying united. You know, we're not gathering, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but one thing we can do is stay connected through social media and through um, texting and all that stuff. So I've actually, uh, there's been a few uh, group FaceTimes from some of our students that oh, I've been invited cool. to. And I was able to FaceTime with a student yesterday for about 45 minutes. And so it's really cool to be able to stay connected. Yeah. And as Christians, we value relationships so much. Mm-hmm. And so to continue that through, you know, COVID-19, um, I think that's a way we can kind of shine that light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are your students feeling uneasy right now or what, what's kind of the pulse you're seeing with your students? Mm-hmm. I think overall students are disappointed by things that have been canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, things that they've worked hard on and sure. planned for are canceled and all of that. But I think there is a sweet reality to now that program doesn't exist. Now that school is not happening, how do we stay connected mm-hmm. and watching them rise up to the challenge to connect with each other um, online or whatever that looks like has been really fun. And it gives us a cool opportunity to think about what does the church do when we're not gathering on Wednesdays and Sundays. And it's brought in a lot of cool phone calls and mm-hmm. time to write letters mm-hmm. and things that we haven't had space to do. But overall, students are probably disappointed and feel maybe a little bit of fear of what's planned in the summer and sure. all these fun things to look forward to. But I just love the reminder that we have no idea what's going to happen mm-hmm. in the summer and God is faithful and that's what yeah. we get to rest in. And so that's what we're trying to communicate to high schoolers and to ourselves and to all mm-hmm. of us. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. I think there's an element I was reminded when you guys are talking about God's faithfulness, Jordan, you had mentioned it's the fact that God does what he said he's going to do. And that's throughout history. I'm reminded of just all the times that God has made covenants with his people and those promises between people and God and how that's like a commitment on both ends in some ways. And I, I think sometimes that is uh, hard for us because ag- agreed with you, Blake, that God's faithfulness doesn't change and it's, it doesn't move depending on our lack of faith. But there's also a call for us to be faithful and to almost uphold our end of this like covenant. If we're like holding hands with God in this covenant, like what I don't, I don't know what kind of action steps it looks like um, in this, especially particular in this season to look like a more faith filled people rather than just like saying the statements mm-hmm. that God is true and God is uh, faithful. Uh, what does it look like for us to replicate his faithfulness, even in seasons of isolation? Like I was struck with the fact that Paul, you know, even when writing most of these letters, like is in isolation, but yet he is influencing so many people. And now to this day, um, Obviously, we, we might not write letters that end up in the Bible. Um, but like, maybe not. Maybe Hey, maybe there'll be a Cassie letter. I don't know. Just kidding. Maybe we should edit that out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Follow up on the canon on um, later episodes. A later episode. I am not a biblical writer. Um, but what what are some like specific things that we can do? And I think that's it's cool that you're seeing even at a high school age, kids are thinking about creative ways they can FaceTime, do Bible studies, and, and do things to influence probably even some of their non-believing friends, which is cool. Mm. Um, one thing we wanted to kind of talk through is vision casting for our church that's not even necessarily meeting in person. Um, we have these really cool vision statements, and how can we live some of these things out in this season? And, and how do we even see that through these five verses? Um so I'm going to have Jordan read out our uh, four vision pillars, and we're going to talk through some of those. 
Perfect. So the first one is radiant peace rooted in confident expectation. Then we have revolutionary kindness rooted in humble solidarity, prophetic engagement rooted in demonstrable faith and unforced appeal rooted in unblushing oddity. Awesome. So in those couple of verses, how do we kind of see these vision pillars um, being played out? Well, I mean, the obvious one is the radiant peace rooted in confident expectation. Like our confident expectation is that God is faithful. Right. Um, and I thinking about the revolutionary kindness rooted in humble solidarity, I wouldn't initially have said that one, maybe first hearing this passage, but with what is going on, it's actually really fun to think about what does revolutionary Mm -hmm. kindness look like? Like, does it look like walking toilet paper over to my neighbor's house? Like, what does Mm -hmm. that actually look like in humble solidarity? This is a really fun and beautiful time to figure out how to do that as a church with our neighbors. And I don't know, that could be a fun thing for us to think about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think uh, when I see it, I see uh, prophetic engagement rooted in demonstrable faith and if if God is faithful and if we're called to respond to that faithfulness in faith, um, I think that's going to result in action for sure. And right. so um, during this kind of isolated season, um, action might not be gathering with people, but maybe it is praying for someone. Mm. Like praying for someone is, is an action, of course. Right. right. Um, it's something we work hard in and spend time in and... And so I see themes of actually doing what God commanded um, in this passage and in praying. And um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I think you're exactly right. I mean, it literally says, hey, we're praying that you would do the things that God commanded you to do. And Mm -hmm. that's just as true for us now on this season. And it's it was true for the people in Thessalonica. <laughs> I thought it was Niki. Thessalonica, but I think it's Thessaloniki. That sounds know. so it sounds silly, silly but it's I'm sure it's city. real. Yeah. Fuller to Niki. Oh, that's yeah, good. let's rebrand. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> I think there's kind of an excitement about. I don't. I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but there's an excitement for us to take this really difficult situation and think outside the box how we can be. Uh, caring to other people. Uh, I think that humble solidarity is really interesting because we really are all, you know, struggling with the same thing, essentially. Like, mm. not just us and Fullerton, but California and the and United States and the world. Like, we're all going through the same thing. So okay. how can we be united in that and be the ones standing out and giving in a new way or caring in a new way or showing kindness in a new way so i think as a believer i think there's a little bit of an excitement of like oh everyone's sitting and watching to see what happens next and how as a church can we do that you know Mm -hmm. that just excites me my uh my mentor and i were having a conversation the other day about um the first century church Uh, apparently there was this plague that was knocking out like Mm -hmm. five thousand people a day in rome like it was super gnarly and um he was telling me that the the pagans were the ones that were gathering all their stuff and they were running in the opposite direction. Wow. And they, they didn't understand like disease super well, but they did know get away from the people that sure. are sick. Like that was just yeah. very clear. What was interesting is the Christians 
were the ones that ran to all of the sick and some of them got sick, but a lot of people were saved because of their confidence in God. And, and I think, you know, it's going to look different in today's context. Um, but for Christians to value, uh, or to understand God's power and to value other people, um, over our own needs, that's, that's a pretty incredible story for me to hear and reflect on. And what does that look like for us today? I don't know necessarily, but I think as a body, our church is thinking through really creative ways to serve people. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a challenge to be respectful and to be a good citizen and to, you know, respect boundaries and all those different things. But there's also a a huge call to do that much differently. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. I I think it's, okay, we're not going to be the ones throwing elbows in a store. Yeah. But what if we use the extra resources we had and, and reached out, literally, as you said, right. stuff like knock on your neighbor's door and say, hey, we have a couple extra rolls. Can we give these to you guys? You guys have a big family or whatever it might be to just to think outside of ourselves. And I think that's a really unique challenge that mm. that um, we should always think through. But it's crazy mm-hmm. in times of crisis how it, yeah. it just completely shifts the way that you're starting to think about the world. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's fun to even think about God can use us if we're not even leaving our homes. You know, if we're not in a state where we can leave, then God can still use us. Writing letters, calling people. This is a great time to connect with people. I've been on the phone more this week than I have in a long time. And it's been great. You know, when do you get random phone calls from people and connect? Right. Well, and it's cool just the era that we're in, that the internet is so accessible and mm-hmm. now as a church, we can really like jump on that. And I think even as we decided this week and moving forward in March to not meet on Sundays, I think a lot of people were kind of like, oh, is that the best move as Christians? Shouldn't we band together? But our church saw it as a way that we can actually love our community more uh, by not spreading this virus more. Mm-hmm. But that is so much more possible now that we have the internet. And we can rely on that. And so I think it's cool to just at Fullerton Free that we're using the resources that we have and we're not bashing resources. The internet's not bad, but we're using them for Jesus, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to kind of uh, close us out, we wanted to hear for you guys in your own lives, how did these couple of verses in Second Thessalonians chapter 3 you've already kind of hinted at some of them kind of affect you and, and what kind of things will you maybe be circling on the next couple of days um, and wanting to put into your practice? Anything stand out? Yeah, I think for me, um, it comes from verse five. It says, uh, Paul's praying, may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. And Hmm. I think for me, um, Darren mentioned something in the sermon. I, th- I think he said, um, stay alive. <laughs> Darren okay. said in the sermon, so much of our life has to do with alignment. Mm. And it's stemming from that verse, um, may the Lord direct our hearts. And I think that's yeah. something that I want to keep in mind is to continue to abide in Christ and and not get so fed up with my own security and safety. And those things are important, but not to value those things more than being aligned with God. And, yeah. and so that's going to manifest itself in a few different ways um, that I'm still thinking through and processing, but cool. it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's cool. It's good. Um, I think for me, my response is um, simple. 
And that is primarily because I'm just so forgetful. But um, my prayer life has looked a lot like simple and repetitive prayers recently. And so I've been starting off mornings and days by repeating truths about who God is and um, kind of have those in my back pocket for moments when fear can arise or whatever else is happening. But um, I love the repetition of this message. It was like, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. Right. And I think that repetition in my own life, just the prayer is like, God, you're faithful. Mm-hmm. Help me to rest in your faithfulness, you know? And so repetition, simple prayers, that's been my rhythm of prayer recently. And it's been really powerful just telling truths to myself and truth about who God is. Cool. That's awesome. Well, you listeners at home, we'd also love to hear from you guys. What are ways that you guys are taking these five verses, especially during this time of probably a lot of isolation and um, which lends itself to some meditation and reflection? We want to hear what are the ways that you are connecting? Like maybe you're like Jordan and you want to focus on aligning your heart with God, or maybe you're like Steph and you want to kind of repeat the truths of who God is and, and say those in prayers uh, constantly. So um, whatever those things are, we, we'd love to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And we have some family news. That's right, we do. Some family announcements. Uh, So, number one, if you have any questions or want to see what Fullerton Free is doing in um, this circumstance with COVID-19, you can visit our website at fullertonfree.com forward slash COVID-19. And uh, you can share stories and, uh, I don't know, get connected there. Also, we uh, released another podcast a couple of days ago that Christopher Ferris and Dr. Lowe um, partnered on talking about uh, this coronavirus and kind of how we tackle that um, in terms of our mental health, in terms of um, what are the facts, what does it look like to have peace uh, over panic. So um, definitely take a listen to that. Yeah. And just a reminder that we aren't meeting this Sunday but we will be still streaming our services. So uh, you can watch the services at 919 and 1111 on Sunday. And, and student, ministries student ministries will be sending out some different resources. I think, um, I don't know if you want to speak to that high school ministry kind of ideas that you guys have to connect with your students. Yeah, you can follow us at fullertonfree.hsm on Instagram, and we are posting a daily tangible challenge that you can do to engage with people around you and some reading plans. In addition to that, you can look for... And then on Sunday, I will be sending out a short video on 2 Corinthians chapter 11, along with some questions that you can answer. Fun. Very good. Well, I think that's it for us. Uh, Anything you want to add? No, that's it. So just keep a lookout for emails, more communication from Fullerton Free for ways to stay engaged and encouraged. But thanks for listening, you guys. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye Goodbye. Goodbye now. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this week's Fullerton Free podcast. We pray that your time listening to these responses to the message has helped you think about your own response to how God is moving in your life. We hope that you will take what you listen to today and continue the conversation throughout your week.